Welcome to Next Economy Now. The goal of this podcast series is to highlight the leaders who are taking a regenerative, bioregional, equitable, democratic, racially just, and whole systems approach to creating the new economy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Next Economy Now podcast. My name is Erin Axelrod. I'm a partner worker owner at Lyft Economy, and I'm so pleased to be joined by Joan Arwa Oguang. She is the country representative in Kenya, contributing to projects with local helpers, finding leads, and promoting the organization Lightfire. And Lightfire is an incredible organization that advocates for utilizing the power of the sun to cook food in diverse geographies. And I believe Joan is going to tell us about her ambitions for a solar bakery. So without further ado, Joan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Erin. I'm happy to be here and I'm happy to be able to talk about this wonderful group of people and wonderful machine that I got to meet a few years back. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So how did you come across this solar cooking? How were you first introduced to it and why did it attract you? I was introduced to the solar ovens and the solar cooking by a friend of mine called Lorraine. Lorraine works with the solar fire us in the same company, which is uh, SFCO, Solar Fire Concentration Company. So when he talked about it for so long, I got to get uh, interested in in exactly what he was talking about. And I decided to research and read about it for myself. I started following their pages on uh, social media for me to understand what they do. I started viewing videos on YouTube that they had uh, recorded from different countries that they had visited prior to me knowing about the machines. And what was sort of like the problem in your community that you felt this would be solving? I felt it was going to help create employment for those who are uh, not very good who don't have a major income to support their families. And uh, what exactly also pushed me deep into all this is because me being an orphan myself, I felt that if those who who don't have that opportunity, blessed with the opportunity to be employed, can create their own employment using the oven because uh, it makes a good amount of products that can serve the community. So that that gave me an idea of what I wanted to work with and what I wanted to invest my energy into. And it was positive for me. Can you share a little bit of your background? You just mentioned being an orphan, and I'm just curious, tell us a little bit about your life that brought you to this place that you are as a, as a business owner and entrepreneur. Okay, my life... I'm a second child in a family of uh, seven. Right now we are five. I have five siblings, so we are five left. And uh, I have five adopted brothers who my parents took over before they passed on. 
but we managed to at least take care of them until now that everyone is grown up and they're leading their own lives. So depending on the challenges that we faced when we lost our parents, which was me being at a, me at that time, I think I was around 20, 24 years old. So 24 years old, the society f- forced me to be responsible and uh, take care of uh, my siblings. <laughs> we did so many jobs to make our lives better. And uh, with dedication and honesty, we managed to be where we are right now. And if it was not because of the settings or uh, businesses that probably my parents left in our responsibility, I don't think we'd be where we are. And that is an advantage for us. So... I look at those who do not have such opportunities or who do not have such advantages. I think investing in such a project with the solar fire would help them a great deal because they'll be able to at least afford school fees for their children, afford uh, normal life requirements. If it's for the women, they'd always need sanitary pads and some people in certain settings, cannot afford that. So I think this this would do a great justice for so many people or will be of great help to a lot of people. Beautiful. And I'm very sorry for your loss of your parents. That sounds really tough. Yeah, it is tough. You are based in Kisumu. Could you talk a little bit about the place and where this solar bakery is going to go in the neighborhood and the people around it and how they might be interacting? Okay. Kisumu City is in the western part of Kenya and uh, it's very hot around here most of the months of the year. We have like two rainy seasons. The first rainy season is a bit heavy. Uh, but at, we we can never go without sun for like two days, so it's 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 an advantage to us. It's along the lake, one of the biggest uh, freshwater lakes, Lake Victoria. And uh, more about the area I come from is uh, yeah, mainly it's hot and the sun will. We use the sun a lot for for so much, and it's good to have known more about the oven. And, uh, what do you use the sun for? Mostly I use it for baking in Kisumu. I have a bakery within uh, Kisumu town where we we started a few months ago this year, February, and it's picking up well. So in my community around here in Kisumu, I serve uh, school students, I mean, yeah, school-going pupils who come to buy our products when they close school at the end of day. And also the local residents have embraced our products and they love them, especially the cookies. We have peanut cookies, we have ginger cookies, we have cardamom cookies, we have cakes. And uh, we recently introduced croissant, croissant. Wow. So what? Did you do to bake before you found out about the solar cooker? How did you bake 
uh, to be honest, I'm not a baker by profession. <laughs> I got to be interested in the oven because of what it can do to the community, right? So when I got interested in the oven and I got interested in working with the group, with the company that produces the light fires, I decided to now start researching on how to bake. And I spent endless moments, a lot of time, googling recipes, watching YouTube videos, <laughs> understanding the recipes, and it was magical. I, I got to realize that if you invest your time and energy in something, it can really grow in you and you want more. It's like a drug. You keep on wanting more and more about it. Because when we started the bakery here in Kisumu, we, I started, let me say I, because the rest are those, uh, the staff that help me work, uh, do make everything happen. So when I started the bakery, uh, the idea was to learn how to make cakes. So I just learned the basics of making a butter cake. Then <laughs> with time, I, I started looking for a baker, a professional baker, who at least has the know-how and understands more about the baking world. But because she's also a young girl, I encouraged her to be very creative and have fun with it, you know. So after the cakes, I now got interested in making cookies. And yeah, I researched. And the good thing is that I was also in Mwanza for one of the first projects I work with the uh, solar fire on. Yes, there are some machines we took to Mwanza and we had a training there. And... Yeah, I got to get a recipe on cookies. So when I came here, I decided to make the vanilla cookies. Then I'm like, you know what? Maybe I can experiment with some peanut cookies. So I just crushed the peanuts and mixed the dough and put it in there. And it came out, wow, every, <laughs> every person who tasted the cookies loved them. And... Then later on, I was like, you know what? Croissant. <laughs> Croissants are uh, loved by so many people, but they're sold in very big institutions or hotels here in Kenya, you know. Mm -hmm. And yet it is something that a normal Kenyan or a normal citizen of Kenya or a normal human being in whichever community should be able to afford and eat and enjoy, you know. So that is what interested me into it. And most people don't know it. We only know about mandazis here. Mandazis are fried pastry here in Kenya. So that is that is the go-to uh, pastry that is affordable to many. So when I got the interest on the croissants or croissants, I decided to do research on how to make them get them layered and it took me like six months to perfect it and i i got to at least uh help my baker introduce it into the system which is also a good thing and she was also happy with there is and i'm still overjoyed 
that happened yesterday actually i'm happy for the, this podcast happened today that happened yesterday when we first made our successful croissants congratulations <laughs> thank you so yeah every day will be or which after let me say every three months we'll come up with everything creative for our solar bakery and our solar bakery business and i hope the community will will enjoy as much as i do oh beautiful yeah I want to pause and explain to our listeners in case they've never seen Cooking with the Sun, because unfortunately in the United States where many of our listeners come from, some people don't know that there's basically a set of mirrors Mm -hmm. in the back that kind of direct the sunlight into some sort of box and oven that is very well insulated and keeps the heat in. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that you would add in describing this contraption that some people might not even be able to imagine? Okay. We have uh, 59 mirrors. 59? Yes. Set and angled at a certain uh, radius from the main oven, which is well insulated and which is built using very durable materials. And our ovens are light concentrators, whereby the 59 mirrors, cut mirrors into specific sizes, all of them concentrate the light energy into the oven through what we call window. And the window, uh, let's in the light into the oven and the oven is able to retain the heat produced by the light and it can produce as high as 300 degrees uh, celsius which is very strong heat uh, that can bake as much as 10 kg per session so this far, I have not managed to bake 10 kg per session for my bakery, but I'm sure it is something that can happen if the customers overwhelm us <laughs> in the near future. So yes, that is how our machines look. Uh, probably you can have a clear picture if I, if I say the word concentrators. We are... We concentrate the light. That's so helpful. Have the school children ever seen the baker in action? Currently, the only people who've seen the baker in action are a few interested women groups yeah. around Kisumu yeah. who have uh, scheduled or scheduled a meeting with uh, us. You have to at least let us know that you're coming in advance then. We organize a baking session, we interact, we take photos, we eat, chat about the machine, and all of them love it. So with the school kids, they have not visited us yet, but we've had women groups come to join us for demo, demo days. We call them demo days here, demonstration days, whereby the baker bakes, they ask the questions about the machine, we, we talk about entrepreneurship, we talk about uh, how the machine is built, 
how it's maintained, how the materials are locally available. Yeah, because they're not exported from out of the country. The materials that are readily available in the market that we use to build the machines here. Amazing. So it's not like you're buying the machine from somewhere else and shipping it across the world. You're actually building the machines there in Kenya. Yes. Yes. As the country representative, yes. Wow. Yeah, we, we I foresee that happen as I also handle the bakery. Wow. What are some challenges that you're experiencing with that? Currently, it's just on the cost of materials. Uh-huh. Every materials costs have keep on shooting higher and higher. So, yeah, <laughs> I think it's across the world, maybe, when it comes to prices on every commodity going very up. So material costs have increased. So that's one of the challenges we are facing. Could you talk a little bit about your vision for your community, say, in five or ten years? What What would you sense that's possible with your efforts and the efforts of communities around you what do you what do you envision for your for the place you live envision myself motivating and mentoring a group of young girls or uh, young entrepreneurs who are interested or uh, who who want to make a living out of their own creativity and liking so yeah, I have had I've had a few young girls maybe come to me and say I like how you handle a f- one two three when it comes to life and when it comes to business. So if I can channel all the interests the right way when it comes to entrepreneurship, I'd be very satisfied as an individual because I love at least impacted the lives of those who are, who are around me and of which I wake up every day believing that I should make a change. So, yeah, it's, it's a good thing for me. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Mentoring, mentoring and motivating uh, groups, even the women groups that visit, all they need because everybody, I always believe that everybody has an, an imagination of where they want to be in life. They have a picture of what they admire or where they want to to be and the groups they want to interact with. And sometimes the only thing that could be stopping them from achieving whatever they have in mind is just one thing, which is motivation. Talking to somebody, encouraging that person in whichever way, with positive words, positive energy, they can go a long way and build a great life for themselves with the solar ovens. And if it's not with the solar ovens, it will be through entrepreneurship, where now they can produce their own flour and sell to us as bakers. They can sell sugar, they can have their retail shops. And maybe if they're artistic enough, they can decide to be... Uh, pastry decorators, cake decorators, you know. So, yeah, that's the, that's what I really would love to do and I like doing it every day. Whichever chance I get, I'll preach about it. 
I'll preach on motivating whoever comes my way. Beautiful. Thank you for doing that motivational work. And you said that you are not a baker by your background. What did you, what were you doing before you became a baker? Baking now, I'll take it as more of a, a hobby or interest. Then now I will develop it because I also have to motivate. I have people who are motivating me like uh, those I work with at Solar Fire. They motivate me to at least want to do more. You understand? What am I doing? What was I doing before that? I was working for a telecommunications company here in Kenya, and I still work with them sometimes of the week. And uh, yes, it's currently I'm with I'm as the country. How do I call it? Country. Yeah, I'm telling you about Solar Fire. I'm the regional manager at a company called Capital Airtime. We we sell Safaricom products, which is the biggest uh, telecommunication network in uh, Kenya. Wow. So we sell the various products, which is um, phone and computers, too, right? We load airtime, we buy data, we, we do M-Pesa. Have you heard of M-Pesa? No, I haven't. It is a mobile money transfer. So with that also, we, we've created a lot of employment for, for the youth, for them to be able to afford uh, running small businesses on, uh, on uh, telecommunications, where by now people can send money and receive money from whatever part of the world and whatever part of the country. And the more you trade the cash, the more commission you get so you can earn something at the end of the month. Mm. So that's what I was doing before I met Solar Fire. Mm. And I'm happy that I met Solar Fire team for me to be able to at least diversify my interests. Amazing. And my capabilities. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. It is it's it's good to always uh to always grow, you know, because uh, when I talk about the telecommunications company, I was, I've been with them for around 15 years. And I loved the experience. But at the same time, as a, as, as a human being, there is uh, this thing called giving back to the community. You know, how am I impacting my community or what am I giving my community when I... When I'm back home, they will not know me as Safaricom regional manager or all that. Because at that point, that one, that job, I was doing it for the salary. But when I talk about the solar ovens, I'm now giving back to my community. That was giving me salary. I'm giving them my services, which is good. And I'm serving their clients. But in this case, I'm looking at myself giving back to the community and it is something that I've had in mind for quite some time and getting the opportunity I I grabbed it immediately so Joan we are running out of time there's so much more I want to ask you but maybe we can have you back on the podcast another time to check back in is there any thing that you would want to ask our listeners like anything our listeners could do to support your work 
Oh, yes. Currently, we are, uh, there's a campaign going on to support three bakers or three solarpreneurs around East Africa. We have Hashim in Tanzania, myself in Kenya, Joanne in Kenya, and uh, we have Ellen, Allen in uh, Uganda. And uh, you can join our donation network through Ulule. You can share the link. <laughs> Thank you so much on that. You can share the link with the, your listeners so that whatever little they have, whatever to contribute to supporters and our communities will appreciate. And they can also visit our various social media platforms, which is on Facebook. They'll see the campaign ongoing and they can also visit us on Instagram and you'll also find the link there which is under solar fire. The name is on solar fire. Our handle, <laughs> our Instagram handle and our Facebook handle, you'll find us on, on solar fire. So you can, you can send whatever little you have and we'll appreciate. Amazing. Is there anything else you would want to share with our listeners? Any words of wisdom or advice in, in closing? Yes, the wisdom I have or the advice I have, if you're a small entrepreneur like myself, this is my first serious entrepreneurial business I have uh, invested my time and money in, is that the, it is going to be slow at the beginning, it's going to be hard at the beginning, but your determination and your perseverance is what will get you ahead to where you need to be because if I gave up three months into the business I'd not know that I can make I can make croissants or croissant yes depending on where you are but I'd not know I'd be able to do that and I know I can still do more with my own creativity so however much we are all struggling to make a living and to to be able to to afford to afford uh, a few things in life we also have to think of feeding our interest and our creativity and and um, our interest in supporting those who are around us and nurturing them and motivating them to grow and be better yeah thank you so much for taking your time to share your story with us today Joan it's been such a pleasure and really appreciate those words of wisdom as well so thank you and good luck we're so excited to watch your your enterprise grow and to support the children have, have you visited our have you visited our platform i have yes okay you like what you see Absolutely. It's so inspiring. I wish all of California had solar bakeries too. We're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Thank Goodbye. you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Take good care. Next Economy Now is a production of Lift Economy. To listen to all of our episodes, go to lifteconomy.com slash podcast. That's L-I-F-T 
lifeeconomy.com slash podcast. You can also sign up for our monthly newsletter at lifteconomy.com slash newsletter. Please also rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.